What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To the 243rd episode of the Shattered Order Podcast, I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink, I see you've donated 2,000 uh, Zetas to the cause there. Yes, I am donating to the cause on Twitch. Um, I am doing it for your birthday, sir. Happy birthday. Oh, there's a donation in, in honor of me, then. That's great. No Wink audio. Uh oh, well, that's weird. Well, the podcast will. I'll get you on. Hold on. The one podcast second. will have it. That's true. Yeah. gives people a reason to uh, listen to that. All right. Technical snafus yet again. Who'd have thunk it? I don't know. Not why on this I show. Changed nothing on my uh, on my computer. All right. Try again. No. Okay. Testing. 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 Bueller. All right, there we go. I got you. Bueller. Oh, Everyone should hear you now, I think. Hello and welcome to episode 243 of the Shattered Order podcast. Tell them what, why you donated to 2000 again. Uh, well, I donated 2000 to this community challenge crap. Strictly because it's Goodnight Punk's birthday present. So happy birthday, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, one more year, one more year until I actually feel old. Ooh, so that's scary. I'm still that in my thirties. Next year, I will not be. So, Ooh. <laughs> God, yes, exactly. I don't like that. I don't like it. So, what does all. that mean? That you're seventy-eight percent of the way to forty. I would say 90% of the way. To 90? Whoa. If we're going by podcast episodes, I'm 90% of the way <laughs> to uh, 40. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, Drew, today is Goodnight Punk's birthday. We are recording on his birthday. Pretty exciting stuff. So, yeah. Birthday stream. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's do it. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, we are going to go over some of the changes to the GAC divisions. We are going to do Model Fiesta Part 2. It's going to be freaking amazing. Um, and we are going to talk about what we did in Swaga and a bunch of really, really exciting stuff. Um, now, I, I have a really... Oh, uh, Wrecker, that kit came out this week, but we're going to talk about that next week. We want some things to talk about next week. We're going to Model Fiesta tonight, so it's going to be a good time. But um, We should be able to talk about Wrecker and the fourth 
Um, um, right. That way we can pair those up week, so. and talk about them as a whole. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, now, I, I think it's really important to talk about as you turn, th- you know, thirty nine, and next year you will be a man, as we all know. Um, if if you don't get that <laughs> reference, uh, say it again. Watch more TV. That you'll. Next year, you'll be a man. Nope. Do you get it? (laughs) I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, right. That's uh, Will Ferrell, right? No, that is not Will Ferrell. That was Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State football. Oh, right, right. From the the, uh, post-game interview. If you're not familiar with that, go go look that up. That is hilarious. Yes, that's Um, great. Yeah, yeah. I need more mullet. <laughs> that is that is. I shave accurate. my beard. I'm getting there with, as far as beard. Yeah. If you were to flip the beard up onto my head, that's true. Oh, that'd well, be I'm getting there. I mean, it's important that you're growing a beard, though. Um, and I mean, if you're growing hair anywhere else, I, what you really need to do is go check out our friends over at Manscape because our friends over at Manscape will, of course, help you get that stuff taken care of. Um, you know, like we mentioned last week with testicular cancer, it's very important to be able to check out the family jewels, as we all know. And our friends over at Manscaped provide the ultimate tools for doing that with the, uh, with their absolutely precision tools. You got the weed whacker to get the ears and the nose hair. Very important, especially as you start getting a little bit older, like good, good night punk and start getting, you know, a little bit more grays, you know, those darker hairs in your nose, they'll blend in a little bit, but when they start turning gray, start sticking out like a sore thumb and you definitely do not want that. But you also got the lawnmower 3.0, uh, with those precision blades, the light, all that sort of stuff to help keep everything nice and trimmed up. It's very important, um, as you get into your old age. Tis. So keep it, what, keep it, keep it under control when you get old. Yeah, for get, sure. Uh, everything can go south real quick. <laughs> well, literally. Hey, hey, you know, if if you keep trimmed up, you can get other people to go south. If you know what I'm saying, I um, don't. Please explain more. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh. You never know where this is going. Um, go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code SOP. You can get 20% off and free shipping for any of the really amazing stuff like that Perfect Package 3.0, which, of course, has, um, you know, all, all the all the stuff to keep your, your stuff nice and fresh. The uh, deodorant and um, what what is ball the... Toner. Uh, the ball you toner. The ball deodorant, yes. your ball toner. You've yeah. Got, uh, their new Ballin. their new cologne, all the good stuff. Yeah, the cologne's fantastic. Very fantastic. Um I agree. I don't have my box in here, I'd show it to you. Uh smells really amazing. Uh it like so I, I am married to the sultry female. Um if you do not have your own sultry female, get yourself some of that clone and sultry she will be. Um so Go to manscaped.com, use that promo code SOP, 20% off, and free shipping. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. 
Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Can I talk out of Swoga for a second here? Yeah, go for it. All right, first thing I want to say this is if you're watching the live stream, if you're here with us tonight on my birthday, nonetheless, thank you. But at the top of chat, you will notice, or maybe it's at the bottom of your chat. On my chat, it's at the top. Ooh. Depends on where you're at. You will notice we have started the community challenge mm. to get Wink to Relic Jerry. All it's going to take mm. is for everybody out there to go to the chat, drop 2,000 of your Zetas in... We are going for 60,000 uh, points. Right now we've raised 4K from just two people. We just need everybody to get in there in the chat and drop their Zeta points um, into this challenge to get him to uh, Zeta or Relic Jerry. So if you, mm. there you go. 30 people, as Joker said. I wasn't going to do the math, but whatever. Um, the other thing is, Ugh. if you see me, Playing with this wooden stick in my mouth all night. <laughs> that is because I am trying to stop vaping completely. And I am in nicotine denial tonight. I haven't touched a vape since 1 p.m. yesterday. And I am super fidgety, going a little crazy. So if you see me acting a little weird tonight, that's why. So... I'm just good luck, be buddy. Chewing the crap out of the cinnamon toothpick all night. Cinnamon toothpicks are fantastic. I used to be obsessed with them. They're yeah. pretty amazing. We had a whole conversation about cinnamon toothpicks before we started the show. Um, that's probably the stuff you guys actually want to hear, but because um, they are tasty. But uh, we do actually have some swagger to talk. About, unless you're done with your spill, do you have anything else? I'm good, man. Let's go. What do you got? All right. So. We got some very exciting stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about... Uh, so one of the teams that I want to talk about tonight on Model Fiesta is going to be the Beskar Mando team. Um, I've been decked out modding that team. And so, you know, we may talk about your team a little bit because you do have a Beskar Mando. Uh, but also people, you know, listening, they can kind of mod along with us. It's a mod along. Yay. Um, Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, so I'll, I'll be talking about that squad, but that actually leads to something very important that I'm going to talk about, uh, for what I did in Swaga this week. And that is I gear 12's Cassian Andor all the way up from gear 10. Now here's the important question. You may be wondering what does Cassian Andor have to do with Beskar armor Mando? He's a scoundrel. I don't think he is. Pretty sure he is. Is he? Is he not? I don't think so. Oh, well, hold on. Going into sort, I don't think he is, but there is a chance he could be. He is not a scoundrel. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you wonder, what what what, what do these two things have in common? Um, well, there is a character that is a rebel fighter. That is also a scoundrel that I had to move from my Mon Mothma squad uh, into my Beskar Mando squad, which meant I needed a fill in my Mon Mothma squad. So, oh. there you have Cassie and Andor. Um, Who'd you move out? I moved out uh, Cardoon. 
she is now in my Beskar Mando team, which I'm going to talk about here in a bit as far as modding and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, we'll need to talk about Mom Mothma at some point. I don't know what squad you'll want to talk about or exactly what, what all we'll get into whenever we get into the Mod Al Fiesta, but um, Cassian Andor is pretty awesome. Uh, he, he's great with Mon Mothma. He was the logical next choice for me because he has an ability that allows him to take back-to-back turns, which is great for Jerang Turn Meter from Bisten. And the other big, huge thing is I've kind of always wanted to gear him just because of his ship. Um, his ship is one of the number one reinforcements that I use with my Rebels. My Rebel fleet is crucial to my GAC strategy. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about now is my GAC strategy and Territory War and just trying to make my roster overall more efficient for that, uh, especially given some of these changes coming up in GAC and the depth that is being added. Uh, so Cassian Andor was a uh, was a good option. Got him to gear 12. Probably going to leave him there. I've kind of decked him out with a bunch of defense uh, with that Mon Mothma squad. That's kind of what he needs because of all that stat sharing. He needs to be able to pre- protect all those stats that he's been given by everybody else. Because um, the team has become much squishier since Cara Dune's off of there. But I use my Mon Mothma squad to counter General Grievous. Works great with Cassian Andor instead of... Cardoon doesn't really matter, so um, I'll just have less issues now with Cassian. He needed more defense. He was modded terribly, and he he still worked fine. Um, you know, in the last territory war, I used the uh, uh, different Mon Mothma squad that I showed. Whoever it was last week, whenever um, whenever I showed the uh, Mon Mothma squad, I had taken down Joe Grievous in territory war. So um, that was probably a month ago. Because we're in Was territory really? wars again. Okay. So we've been. I don't know. Or no, no, two weeks it, ago. It was two, 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 yeah, no, two half weeks. weeks ago, something like that. Yep. Um. So yeah, Cassian, very, very important to uh, filling out my roster, and you know that's kind of something that's going to be really important about just roster management in general that I think a lot of people need to start thinking about whenever you talk about these new GAC brackets and the additional squads that you're going to be using. There are probably a lot of situations where, you know, gearing one character can give you one or two more viable teams just because he may allow you to bring in a character that's a filler where you can move another character to a team where they're much more useful, you know. Um, And Cassian was one of those that had cascading down effects for me. Um, Two other ones that I geared up this week that I did kind of for the same reason just because... So much versatility, so many different places I can use them was Scion and Darth Nihilus. We talked not too long ago about um, how it, you know, uh, what was it? Gearing order? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. For um, Scion, Darth Nihilus, Treya, like what order we would gear those in. Um, you know, for me, it was Treya, Scion, Darth Nihilus. Darth Nihilus being the least important, but... Um, I wanted to gear them up, make them a lot more survivable because my D, my, my Darth Nihilus is a little bit squishy. I never had much issue with Scion, but he, he was just his finisher away. So I was like, I'll just go ahead and do it. So now I have that team much tankier, a lot more defense, much more survivable. So I'm pretty excited about that Treya team. It, it'll be a much better undersized squad for GAC going forward for me. 
Very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. That is a team. That's... That is a fun team. I love yeah. Triumph since they came out has been fun. Yeah, they're great. Um, you know, and something else now that I have Sith, Eternal Emperor, you know, I need more Sith to kind of fill in those spots. And I can use those characters to kind of do that too, if needed. Yep. For so, sure. Yeah. What about you, sir? Did um, you do anything um, anything exciting this week at all? Nothing exciting. Literally nothing exciting. I can tell you one thing that I know for sure I did, and that is I got mm-hmm. Old Ben to Relic 5. Hey. And the other thing good. is I've got RJT to Relic 3. I need her at Relic 7, so I'm working through that still. But once that happens, she'll be ready to go for Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. But it is slow going. so. Hell yeah. I like it, buddy. That's exciting. Yeah, that's all. But I've been farming a lot of gear. Like I, Usually when I'm waiting to get to unlock a character, I'll start gearing another character. Right. But I've been just farming gear. I think I'm at uh, 200 of each Cairo, getting close to 250 of each Cairo. Nice. I got a, over 100 uh, stun guns, over 100 stun cuffs. I'm just kind of stacking gear right now and not gearing anyone until I get Jander Master Luke Skywalker unlocked. So hopefully I can fly through gear in him. And not have to sit around waiting to get him up to gear 13. So, oh, yeah, we shall see. But cool, I'm in a much like better it. place than I am usually with other characters. So, as boring yeah. as that is, that is exactly what I've been doing this week is farming random gear with my uh, with my energy and farming um, signal data like freaking crazy. Yeah, signal data is. Tough stuff to farm. Gotta do it, though. Can never have too much of it. That's for damn sure. It's, well, I sat on that giant, like, cash cow of it for ever until I finally got to the part where I needed to gear, like, a relic, like, seven or eight tunes. Now I'm at nothing. But I was at, like, 500 of each at one point. Now I'm at zero of each. Yeah. So. Well, the, the, the first level blue the fragmented and then the green you know farm up pretty quickly but uh we're like i mentioned this before the podcast you know uh i always farm the flawed signal data which is the you know the third one basically uh whenever i don't have anything i'm working on i just farm that stuff and try to stock up as much of that as i possibly can because the drop rate's so low it takes so long to get the other one's you know, you can accumulate pretty quick. I mean, you get a couple hundred of, like, the first level ones. You get a couple hundred of those pretty easy, you know, in a day or two. Mm-hmm. But the those other blue ones, oh, God, they just take forever. So, I'm just stocking up on those right now. Okay. I was thinking of it backwards from what you were saying before the podcast. Oh. You always okay. do the last note. Yes. With the, yes. the flawed signal data. Correct. Not the uh, so the fragmented signal data is the one that has the good drop rate. Yeah, and then you but it's also blue. That's what confused me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so you have the uh, so you have the one that looks like a blueprint of something, and then you have the one that looks like a condom. 
I'm talking about the ones that looks like a condom. The condom with stars? The starry condom? <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. All right. Got it. Makes or maybe sense. it's like a wormhole or something. Condoms, wormholes. We're getting, we're getting all over the place here. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Um, so what, what else? Um, honestly, that's it. As far as a week goes, I had to remod some about eight or nine characters that I left mods off of right before I joined territory war this week. Oh, very important. But yeah. surprisingly, I remembered to do that. So I did get everyone, uh, remodded before joining territory war. So there's that. Very nice. Sure. Hey, shout out shout out to Tyrek Thorn, 32 months subbed on Twitch. Thank you. That's awesome. Some of the people's some of our subs numbers are absolutely crazy. They've been here yes. since the beginning. You guys are when we first started as hell. Guys are crazy. It's awesome. Yep. No doubt. Um You're married, no more condoms for you. Wink. Well, that depends well, on clearly she's pregnant. What's she? When she has that kid, I don't have anything to worry about at this point. And you're not sleeping anymore. You might change your tune. Not sleeping? You talking about once the kid gets here? Yes. Or now? Oh, no, I'm no, talking no, about once the yeah. kid's here. Get as much sleep yeah. as you can before then. Unless it's podcast yeah, pro- night. <laughs> pro- probably, probably a good idea. Good point. Well, um. This depressing conversation leads me to a very important question. Let's hear it. What do you got? Hey, boys. It's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. So, my man, what are you drinking tonight? Okay, you. I, this is the first time on the stream. For everyone out there, I'm drinking Kirkland Sangria Classic Red. Ne- Never seen this before. Yeah, this, this is, is a new first. one. I, uh, I'm a real big fan. First few sips have gone down very nicely. I've put it in this brand new glass I got this week. That's the size of my head. Um, That's a new glass? I thought every glass you had was <laughs> that, is, that. The bottle's not new. The glass is not new. I'm just <laughs> running with the old school Costco sangria in the glass the size of my head. That's... Just doing the classic Dan thing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Very exciting. I, I am doing... I've had this before on the show, but it's from a local brewery. It's called a Rainbow Sherbet. It's from Prairie Oh, Hunts yeah. And that's Ales. tough. I love that stuff. That's good. Oh, you've had this before? Mm-hmm. I do. Um. Yeah, they are out of McAllister, Oklahoma. So, uh, only a couple hours from where I live, but... Uh, this is a damn good beer. I I don't even know if you would want to call it a beer. It's like adult fruit juice. Um, it's a it sour. Is, like a yeah, sour it's beer. a sour. It's 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 really good. I like it. Um, one of my favorites. I bought a. They had a twelve pack at the store, so I bought a twelve pack oh, of it. Oh shit! Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Big fan. I would be. I would buy a twelve pack of that for sure. Yeah, calling that a glass is rich. What? It, okay, so what would you call this? A goblet. Mm, I would call it a sip. A, yeah, <laughs> I call it uh, a taster. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what uh, you know, like size. those places where you get the free samples of wine and stuff when you go like do those wine tours and stuff. Like that's the glass that I want them to give me. Can you imagine if you went to oh Costco and they're like, "Would you like a sample of our sangria?" And you're like, "Yeah, they oh, handed yeah. you this. Load me up." Yeah. You're like, "Oh, oh yeah. thank you. I'm just gonna walk around Ooh, Costco now." TFE has a good name, the Holy Grail. Heck yeah, dude! I like it. It's my well done. My birthday Holy Grail. A tanker. Or liver failure. <laughs> liver nice. failure. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good I don't stuff. have a liver left. Left that in a foreign country in the Navy. <laughs> Wait, waiting on the rest of the story, man. There's no story. Every foreign port, I probably left my a, a new liver. Oh, probably grew yeah. in the 30 days before the next Hopefully. port back yeah. into my body for me to leave it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people go to foreign countries to see the world. I went to drink their beers. A lot of them. Not t- totally understandable. Not judging. <laughs> Not a terrible idea. I'll tell you this much, and a lot of their beers are terrible. Really? Shout out to Tiger. You're the worst. Hate you. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger beer. If you ever get a chance to try Tiger beer, don't. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Right. I'll keep anyone, that in mind. Anyone in the chat know Tiger Beer? Anyone? If we have any listeners from, you know, Asia I know Tiger and King. India. Yeah, I know you know Tiger King. <laughs> I guarantee anyone that listens to this podcast from Asia or um, India area would has drinks Tiger Beer. Because it's one of the few things there. But Right. <laughs> nice. All right, dude. Well, let's move along and talk about some crazy news in Swaga. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. All right, dude. Um, This I was not expecting at all. We have some changes to the Grand Arena Championships. Have you read into this much? I read it, but I didn't really try to understand it because I figured we'd talk about it. Okay. So, all right. So we'll talk about it, and then we will give our final thoughts on whether we like or dislike. All right. So it is. uh, They're basically expanding all the GAC brackets. I don't remember what the previous brackets were, but they're doing a number of changes in addition to adding divisions changing the galactic power you know within those divisions adjusting the rewards ever so slightly primarily in promotional rewards you know say you know erodium to kyber whatever um and then they're also changing the points needed to promote by more than just the new squads they're adding so it is actually going to be more difficult to hit kyber uh than it was previously um not by a considerable amount. I didn't do the math, but um, I rough mathed it. But uh, you know, it's gonna be a slight amount, not not a ton. So um, you should pretty much it shouldn't change a ton as far as that goes. Um, but the the biggest things to talk about is now Division One will have four additional squads. And this is in 3v3 and 5v5. They are adding four squads to D1, three squads 
to divisions two, three, and four, and two squads to division five, and one squad to division six. Great! Now Crazy. I have set more squish in the back. Oh yeah, got to add that squish in the back. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about this because there are a lot of squads I used to like saying on defense that would always trip people up, but I couldn't use them anymore because there are too damn many squads. This is something I've been wanting for a while just because we are we're getting all these squads and it you know i don't remember last time somebody didn't well i've had a few people didn't clear but for the most part full clears at my divisions pretty common um this really does boost a lot of those older characters like you know maybe like old republic or that second tier first order squad uh, you know, a lot of those Old Republic were, for sure. Cartlet Old yes. Republic is going to be a great extra one, at least for me. Yeah. So, um, all right. So here are the new uh, Galactic Power divisions. So I was Division One previously, been Division One for a very long time. I think ever since Grand Arena Championships came out. However, I am now being relegated down to Division 2, which is crazy. Um, so Division 1 is now going to be 7.8 million GP and higher. Those are the what? big, massive orcas out in the sea. And what is primarily. your current GP? My current GP is going to put me in Division 2, which is 6.65 million GP and above. And I am approaching 7.2 million galactic power. I what are just you hit on the last podcast during the Model Fiesta. I just Ooh. hit Division 3. Remember, I hit 6 million. I do right remember. There, dropping those Zetas on whoever the hell it was. Yeah. RJT, maybe. Something like that. So. Um,. So, Division 3, 6 million GP, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Division 4 is going to be 5.15 million GP. Division 5 is going to be 4.5 million GP. Division 6, 3.85. Division 7, 3.1. Division 8, 2.3 million. Division 9, 1.6 million. And Division 10, 1 million and higher. Division 11 being 0 and higher. Um and you have to be what level eighty five to even play. So, right. Even if you don't haven't hit a million by the time you're level eighty five, you're not going to be in division eleven for very long. Right. And you know, one thing that they did say they're basically trying to get this to where there's kind of an even they're evening it out basically the number of people in divisions, which is great because there were so many people in division one. And this is one thing that I think people are kind of overlooking. Uh, and it may not matter for everybody, but like the people that are more competitive, it is going to make a little bit of a difference. By splitting up all those people, I mean they're basically turning division what was division one into about five divisions now uh so maybe six divisions i'm not exactly sure on what the numbers were previously well, like four and a half million somewhere in there i that's kind of what i was thinking so if it, if it was four and a half which i kind of think it was uh it would be five divisions one division to five divisions and what that does is make five times rewards on the ranking at the end. So that's five instead of one person finishing first, 
that's five people that can finish first and get those extra rewards. Mm-hmm. So those one through 200 rank rewards, uh, you, you know, on the season end, that is where there is going to be a, you know, boost on average. Uh, of course, it's only going to matter for a certain number of people, but it is going to add be a difference for a certain number of people in each and every bracket you know uh the top 200 i think do get more um in you know erodium kyber uh carbonite maybe it's not carbonite uh what what whatever all the divisions are you know that they, they do rank based on the rewards scale based on your rank and so there will be m- five times the opportunity to get those basically so that is an average increase in rewards that they are giving out for GAC, which is huge. And then also, as I previously mentioned, they are going to do a, a slight boost in the uh, the promotional rewards. So I think that's a really good idea. Um, I like all of it. I'm a big fan. Um, I think this is a great, 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 great change, uh, primarily because of the squads. Even if nothing else... Uh, I just like the addition of the squads because it feels like it was desperately needed. Well, I mean, it it was because didn't they take them to put fleets in? They didn't really distribute those back in, did they, as far as I remember? Uh, what do you mean? Well, there wasn't always fleets in JC, so there was always a back zone for characters. Did they move those fleet, those characters zone? That's a good question. Did they move those characters that were in that zone into it the other ones? It kind of seems like remember. I don't. I don't remember last time we had a GAC without fleets. Actually, yeah, I remember them and I like them better. But I, I think shit, they may so. have done away with those entirely. Actually, yeah, remember so I, they I were kind of forgot. balancing between them for a while there once they did it. Yeah, and I. That that's a good point. Um, but I don't remember yeah. if they moved those characters. Those character uh, slots that were in the where fleets are into the other ones when fleets were in the game. So maybe this is kind of going back to that and getting them back in there. Maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I. I don't really mind though. Um, I. I kind of like. I think I like this. You know, even if they do away with fleets, and that's something else. Um, you know, if you had two fleets. You're going to still have two fleets, uh, I do believe. Um, I don't think there's an exception to that rule. Um, ship hard, saying, telling me to ship harder is like asking me to watch the Packers in my free time. It's just not going to happen. But still something you should do. Um, Maybe if you're... (laughs) I'm not like that. (laughs) <laughs> something else i mentioned is that there will not be a decrease um you know in rewards really so you know you won't you know it, there isn't really any regression that this has other than you're gonna be spending a little bit more time doing gac so if you hate gac it's maybe not good but for those of us that love gac this is great it's going to be more opportunities to undersize. It's going to be more opportunities to, you know, spread your squad out a little bit thinner. Um, you know, I I like it. I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Overall, I think all of this is good. 
This the the splitting up division one was a needed thing for a very long time, and we've already talked about it several times on the podcast as something they needed to do, and here they are doing it. Because when you're when half of the when half of the player base is above the threshold for your highest grouping, then you need new groupings, right? So Right. Here we are breaking up the grouping, that highest grouping into uh, different things. And if you don't like seeing your number go down, if you're, I was in group two, now I'm group seven. Well, you're not going to be losing rewards. It's just a number. So, and right. I'm, and I, if I were making fun of you for two, I'm not making, if I'm not making fun of you for being in group two, I'm not making fun of you for being in seven. I doubt anyone gives a crap. Mm. So, yeah. except for you. Nope. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's something that I've always thought's odd. People are like, oh, you know, um, doing well in Division Two is better than doing well in Division Three. No, it's not. It's 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 the same. It doesn't matter. It never has. It's just you're you're facing people with similar rosters. So if you do well against people with similar rosters, it don't really matter. That's kind of like the um, the thing everyone used to do where they tried to sit at the top of the GP for for a tier as a. Right, which yeah. might have been important then, uh, might have beat, beat the system back then. That doesn't do anything now. So if you're sitting at the top, right. break the plane and get better rewards. Uh, Skate says they removed two fleets from 25 percent of the player base. Um, I'm not sure if that 25 percent is correct. Might be, but so uh, I do remember someone in our Discord saying that they were going from two fleets down to one. Now they mentions that, so I think there might be one of those divisions that there is a um, a drop in fleet usage. Can um, I go down to one? Take <laughs> mine down to one. Less, you wish. Less the you better. Um, let's see. Uh, Jack Daniels also mentions more chances to get feats, which is a really good point. I'll be curious to see if they adjust fleets any. Um, but if they don't, which I'm assuming they wouldn't, uh, that'd be kind of nice. I'm looking through the forums at Doja Fett's replies, just seeing if there was anything important that we missed here, but there's not because his last message was the 21st. So, so it's been a while, a couple days. And if you don't know, today's the 23rd. Today is indeed the 23rd. Big things popping on April 23rd. Easy for you to remember. Yeah, easy. It's Shakespeare's birthday. Ah, yes. My mother's birthday, too, actually. Is it? Yeah, it is. She's a wonderful lady. <laughs> she is. I don't disagree. I don't <laughs> How disagree. is Mr. Wing, wind, wind Killer Inc.? Uh, uh, he is doing... It's doing well, doing fine. Just still improving. Slow. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes. Um, still just kind of waiting. Getting more physical therapy, so that's good. Gotcha. That's about it. Sounds like you might get to come home next month or come come to mine and soldier female's house. And so we'll see. We will see. Very nice. Um, Glad to hear it. You know, uh, 
Well, one thing's crazy. I don't I don't think he listens to our podcast, but if he did, it wouldn't really matter whether he's, you know, where my dad gets here, if he's, you know, in the spare bedroom, which is just like right there, or if he's listening with his headphones or whatever. Either way, I will sound absolutely crystal clear, and that is thanks to our friends over at Blue Designs, who make really awesome microphones and allow us to capture our sound in, you know, just full, sexy glory. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, crew.bluemic.com slash SOPod is our affiliate link. If you would like to check out any of their amazing blue products or if you'd like to purchase something, uh, we'd appreciate if you'd use our link. If not, go get yourself some great stuff anyway. The Yeti X is an absolutely amazing microphone. Uh, if you're looking for something for streaming or whatever, I highly suggest the Yeti X. It would be my number one recommendation. Uh, the features it has is just unmatched uh for the price it's it's phenomenal they even got that uh the world of warcraft version the shadowlands Ooh. version of the yeti x out right now which is, yeah, has some pretty baller some pretty awesome voice changers on it <laughs> yep pretty cool uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. sweet if you play world of warcraft and you've ever wanted to know what you would sound like as a an orc or a gnome it's got some awesome voice changers on that thing Yep, for sure. Yep, pretty cool deal. So make sure you guys go check that out. But most importantly, it is time to party! Like, what are you yeah. even doing? <laughs> do, you, do you even mod? Like, come on. Hashtag, do you even mod, bro? <laughs> oh my god, mind blown! I am so freaking fidgety, dude. Ah, are you yeah struggle bus man well it's like i can't i have all day long yesterday and today i've had trouble concentrating i'm fidgety like normal you, you never realize just how much you'll pick up something blow on whatever and then that is such a big routine for you or if you're feeling nervous or whatever you do something man so me trying to figure out what to do with myself in all that time is just, I'm going crazy. I literally yeah. am going crazy. I can imagine. So. Sounds terrible. Anyways, doing great over Anyways. here. But I'm ready to party. That's Mod Fiesta sure. Part 2. All right. Let's do it. So, Let's do the dang thing. All right. So what do you want to talk about? What what squad do we want to go over mod? And somebody last week suggested like, uh, <coughs> oh excuse me, oh jeez, <coughs> not that one. Uh, suggested Padme and Sith Empire. I kind of want to talk about Beskar armor Mando because it's a very under talked about squad in my opinion. Um, How about you talk about them and then we'll I'll okay. pick one and I'll bring you okay. up right now and you can talk about. Sounds good. All right, there you go. Um, so how is your BAM squad? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Not to terrible. mention, is there a is there a cookie cutter BAM squad anyway? Not cookie cutter squad, but I think there is a squad that is probably the best. And that is that the might squad be, that but I, I think use. that if you asked ten people what the Beskar Mando squad is. 
they would all 10 would tell you a different thing. Yes, I think that's 100% fair. And, you know, Beskar Mando is kind of a weird character because he is a uh, hero's journey character. He's arguably not as good as Ray, who is another hero's journey character. Um, he, you know, he has the characters that pair with him really well, just like RJT does. Like, he's built to do a certain thing, and this team needs to do what that team does. Um, but it does need, like, the core characters around it. Um, and that is primarily the characters from the show, The Mandalorian. So you have Beskar Armor Mando, you have Cara Dune, you have IG-11, you have Quill. Um, the Mandalorian is not one I would put into this, uh, but he is also one that would fit into the squad if you wanted to. Um, but I think those four are the core for the squad. Um, the, the big question is who do you put in as a fifth? For me, it's Nest. I think Nest is the best fifth uh, just because... She is amazing. Um, she has Terminator Reduction. She has an AOE. You know, there's a lot of different options. Uh, Chip Chirpson. What's going on, buddy? Uh, mentions Quill IG-11, Bam, Mission, Zalbar. Um, it, you, you do. You have a lot of options. I, I do like that. Uh the Mission Zalbar idea, that's pretty good. You want something that creates a lot of attacks. So let's go look at the Beskar Mando, talk about what it is in his kit that makes him function and what you actually want, you know, kind of around him. So his leader ability is uh, for each scoundrel ally at the start of battle, excluding summoned allies, scoundrel allies gain 5% max health, max protection, and offense. So, if you have a team of five scoundrels, there's 25% max offense, protection, and offense. So, that is, of course, multiplied by whatever that character's primary uh, stat is on those. So, that's that's pretty nice. But the big thing is, whenever an enemy takes damage, scoundrel allies gain 2% turn meter. 2% turn meter doesn't seem like a whole hell of a lot, but when you look at whenever an enemy takes damage... There are five enemies out there generally in 5v5, 3, and 3v3. So there are some opportunities to gain turn meter. That was some impressive math. Thank that you. That was quick. You are quick on your I, I'm snappy. I'm like a Five like a enemies in 5v5? Man, I couldn't come with that that quick. Uh, I know. It's pretty <laughs> insane. And you and you gain at least 8% turn meter. It's it's crazy. That's uh, on like an AoE. Whoa. Oof, it's gnarly. Whoa. Um, slow down, partner. <laughs> so here's the other, uh, the other ability that I think is core for building a BAM squad. That is his discipline setup and whistling birds. They kind of come as a combo package. So... He uses discipline setup. Uh, yawns. During that time, he can't use any other abilities. Basically, he just has to sit there until his next turn in which he uses the Whistling Birds. Um, he gains a stack of Whistling Birds whenever an enemy takes damage. It is tapped out at max 20 stacks, right? 
So you want to think about what, like, how can you get him to use this ability and then get in 20 attacks to where that thing is maxed out to where it can smash something? Because Whistling Birds is a pretty cool ability. It can't crit. It does true damage, so it ignores defense. And if it nukes somebody, it'll do more damage to somebody else. It's a really good ability. Um, So those are the two things that I kind of think about whenever I start building this team. Now you have to look at the uh, you know the rest of the team, and like I said, the Mandalorian, Quill, IG-11, and uh, Cara Dune kind of being the core for the team. It starts with Quill, our boy. Quill. He's so awesome. Ugnolty. Um, yeah. Ugnolty. Ugnolty. Our buddy. So here's what I have done with mine. Um... Uh, let's talk about his unique ability real quick. Um, at the start of battle, other droid and scoundrel allies gain 40% of Quill's max health, offense, and potency, and they gain 40% of his max protection until the first time he's defeated. Um, so that is, uh, that has a pretty significant impact on how you're going to mod him. Any character like that that shares stats, it becomes really important to maximize those stats so you maximize the sharing. Um, and, you know, that health uh, and offense sharing never goes away. So even if he dies, it's still there. So you can do one of two things. You can load him up with offense, mix it up with offense and health, or load him up with health. I have choose, choose? I have choose? I have chosen. I have chosen. To uh, load him up with health. So I actually have three health primaries on him. One health set. This is a character I don't really care about defense on. Because um, while it is still important. It is great for overall survivability. You do want a blend of defense and you know HP. Whenever you're talking about tanky characters. Which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, but... With that stat sharing, I want to maximize that so everybody else gets more survivability because adding health on him isn't just health on him. It's health on everybody else, too. So, uh, But the other thing that really makes him work is the I Have Spoken ability. And he does actually use this ability first. So that is very important to point out. That's not something I realized in the beginning that thankfully somebody pointed out to me, uh, kind of modding through the characters. All allies recover health equal to 20% of Quill's max health and protection equal to 20% of Quill's max protection. That sounds like a heal ability. It doesn't is not used as a heal ability. Um, it is, of course, doubled for Droid and Scoundrel allies. Scoundrel allies gain 25% turn meter. Scoundrel and light side uh, droid allies gain um, mechanic savvy for two turns, which can't be copied. Which gives some bonuses to droids and scoundrels, which is some pretty solid stuff. Uh, the revive on droids, great. Uh, specifically, IG 11. So if you kill him, he comes right back if you use this ability first. So this is a revive. It is also a turn meter gain ability. That is how the AI uses it, does not use it as a heal. Um, so or- does he get, does IG 11 get both of these? With me- does IG eleven with mechanic get savvy? Does he get the droid bonus and the scoundrel bonus? 
Yes, he does. Nice. Yes, indeed. Um, so the droids get 40% offense and when defeated, revive at 80% health and protection. Scoundrels get 20% crit chance and plus 40% critical damage and defense penetration. So those are pretty nice bonuses to have for sure. However, it's the 25% turn meter that I care about. So anytime you have a character that gives that much turn meter, you can make that character insanely fast. They're the keystone character for making the team go. So if you um, mod him out for a lot of speed, which I have, I've got mine set at 317. So everything I'm about to talk about happens at the speed of Quill. He gives turn meter and then everyone goes in that same turn before like an enemy at 316 speed would go. Think of Quill uh, like Nest in Arena back in the day where you had to have the fastest next Nest so that she could jump and take away turn meter. Or who was it? Um, gosh, who was it? Um, was it Stormtrooper Han? They used to taunt. You wanted him fast to taunt so that he would give everyone turn meter. By yes. taking damage. Yeah. That's exactly kind what this idea. dude is. You want him the fastest because you know he's going to move this, yep. make this move, and turn you into the starting team. So. Yep. Um, kind of like Stark with troopers. Uh, yes, another good one. That's... Stark. Great. So, he's the keystone. He sets up the entire squad. So... Next, I have Beskar Armor Mando. So it's very important that he is the second fastest. And I say very important because the rest of the characters I'm going to talk about do an AoE, which means five damage attacks, which means five whistling birds, which also means 10% turn meter given to Beskar Armor Mando, which gets him back up using uh, the whistling birds even quicker. So all of this is kind of a cascading effect from the turn order setup. And this team could be part of the catalyst for why uh, CG made the uh, the change with the turn meter gain to where it works on overflow. Meaning, even if two characters get above 100% turn meter, the character that is at 266 speed will go before the character at 265 speed. Uh, it allows you to set up turn order, which is great for Imperial Troopers and this squad specifically. Um, my Beskar Armor Mando, um, I have got set with an offense set and a defense set. Defense set, I actually think is really important on here. Because you have his leader ability where you get the bonus health and protection, anytime you add health and protection, it makes defense more valuable. Anytime you have an ability that adds defense, it makes health and protection more valuable. They work in unison as they increase. That's kind of the way kind of the way it works. Um, so I go with a defense set because of Quill, his unique ability giving all the health, and his own leader ability giving all the health and protection. Very important. So offense set, defense set, and then I've got him set with a speed arrow. Offense triangle. Very important. Uh, the reason I have the offense triangle is because of the whistling birds that do true damage, 
cannot, cannot crit, crit. Yeah. so I don't want to crit damage. Not to mention your well, because of the can't crit part, and then on top of that, uh, doubling up, not doubling up, but the twenty five percent, twenty five percent offense bonus for a full team of scoundrels. Yes. So the more offense you put yep. onto him, the more output. Not to mention the no crit damage on that uh, ability. So. And so I have got three offense primaries on him, including the square. So I've got the triangle. I have the plus as offense. Um, the other thing, you want to maximize offense. Offense and defense secondary is very important on Beskar Armor Mando. Um, but, spe- you know, speed is, of course, important, too. You, The most important thing is setting up the turn order. Mm-hmm. That's your first key. Once you get the turn order set up, you want to still stay within those speed parameters while maximizing his offense percent. Um, So I've got a mod that has like 10 secondary speed, but it's got almost 6% secondary offense Mm -hmm. because of this ability. That's that's how I've got him set up. So lots of offense, some defense, and then speed to make him the second fastest character on this team behind Quill. Um. Something else. Way, this is like I completely understand why this has been your obsession this week. Why? Because this is a wink team. This is four years. That's this true. is four that years is yeah. of this podcast and you with teams. You love turn meter teams where you can manipulate them to do exactly what you want. That's and this accurate. team is exactly that. Yep. So now, something else to talk about is uh, the speed. So, like I said, the speed is based on Quill. So, if you take Quill's speed, multiply it by 0.75, you will get the speed in which everyone needs to be above. Um, while not entirely accurate, your last two characters could be a little bit slower just because there is some turn meter gain that's going to go on with the third character in this loop. Now, with the team that I have set up, I use Nest and Cara Dune. Holy crap. If you get Nest um, going, you could probably get two turns with some characters before others. Yeah. Uh, and that is the idea. So, I, I do prefer Nest to go second to Cara Dune. And this is for a couple of reasons. One, Nest, of course, has the AoE where she inflicts days. Uh, she removes some turn meter, but her AoE, her days, could not hit. There is a potential that somebody could be using... You could be going up against a team that gains turn meter, or somebody could be using a team against this that gains turn meter. And so, if you have Nest, you can then have Cara Dune second, who removes even more turn meter to set them back even further to give you more of an advantage... Uh, for getting Beskar Mando up. Um, but I'm not going to quarrel too much about that. Uh, I do believe my Cara Dune is faster than my Nest. Let's sort by speed here and see what happens. Po- do, 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 do. You just have bad mods yes, on my- Nest? I didn't think Cara um, Dune was so that fast. Cara's pretty fast, actually. So mine's at 263, which is plus 86 speed. Um, Oh, you just have they're both no pretty speed, similar. You speeds. have no speed mods on Nest, that's why. My ones have no speed. Eighty. But. Well, okay, you put some speed mods on there, but eighty's just 
Average, right? Okay, so I'm going to talk about my nest um, next, who is, I think, ideally who you would have going third after Best Garmando. Um, in this setup, speed's not particularly important. It's more about the health and the defense. Uh, you want her to be survivable. You also want her to inflict days and remove turn meter. So potency also comes in and is pretty important. But you know how annoying she can be with that speed? Um, it's, you know, with the, with all the health bonuses she's getting from Quill, the health bonus from the best Garmando, like she's going to have a lot of health. And when she starts stacking that protection up, it can be very annoying. So, um, I have two health sets on her. Uh, this again is a situation where I do not object at all going to defense. I think defense Defense and health both are amazing, uh, but so many people have health sets that health sets just a really great way to go in general because you're going to have good health mods as you progress in this game. Um, and then I have a potency set with a potency primary that is sliced 30%. Um, I, I don't have a ton of speed. I do have a crit damage triangle on her because she is a damage dealer. Um, that is how I do use her. Uh Another option, I think, is the high tenacity. Um, that's not how I've got mine modded, but if you want to go high tenacity on your nest, I don't think that's a bad idea because the counterattacks then can generate turn mirror for the rest of your team. While not significant, 2% per counterattacks, not, not bad, but she can still counter. So just another option. You really do have a lot of options with nest, in my opinion. Um, so mine is 72,600 health, 260 speed, uh, you know, 46.4% armor. Um, you know, you can kind of mix up her health and armor however you want. Uh, I, I do think a defense set, if you can get a defense set on her would be great. I would love to get one on there. I just don't have the mods to be able to do it. Um, I think on the arrow, though, I do think a health arrow or defense arrow even I'm, is a f- fantastic option. Show me the square. 17, 17 speed. speed. I'm like, That's what? Why it's there. what? Yeah. what in the what? It, it is a, yeah, so I have a four dot square on my nest, and that is because of the 17 speed on it. Um, it is there just because some of my other mods don't have great speed, so my arrow has 14 speed. 14 on the triangle, 10 on the plus, 15 on the circle, and 11 on the diamond. Decent speeds, but nothing amazing. Um, And, you know, being able to drop the speed arrow and go with a health arrow, like, that is worth sacrificing that 5-dot mod, uh, you know, on that plus. Because I don't particularly care about her offense. I want her to be survivable and counterattack. Dude, I Um, completely neutered. My infest nest at some point, as far as mods go. Ugh, it's nasty. Did you? She's nasty now. How bad is it? Uh, two hundred thirty-two speed. Mine's gear twelve, so it's not a uh, relic, but or she's not relic. Thirty-six thousand health, twenty-nine thousand, or said twenty-nine thousand health, thirty-six thousand protection. Uh, you know, it's just bad. It's ugly. It's nasty. Tenacity's not even high. Potency's not high. Crit damage yeah. isn't high. You need to do some remodding on your nest. It's just funny because it's all health get... mods or all health sets, and that health is still lo- that low. 
So here's one thing I like about this squad that I'm talking about is I think I think this squad, even at Division Four, Division Three, Division Two, I think at all of these divisions, you can have this team not be great and it can still catch people off guard because of the fast quill. Uh, I'm going to be setting mine on defense. That's what I'm going to be doing with mine. It does have a lot of potential on offense. I think there's a ton of squads it can take out, especially if you got a fast quill. Um, I mean, it's probably really good against rebels. Like that would be my assumption. Like if if I was really going to set this team up, I would set this team up to take down CLS. I might even try that next. Ter- I can't try it this territory war. I already, I already set my bam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I this team can be really good because it will probably go for a similar issue with CLS is if you stun Quill, you might be in an issue. Uh, that could be very bad. But, um, y- you know, you're... <laughs> They're going to have to use... You're going to have set teams on defense. You're going to have more squads. This is a squad that I think you can set up to work really well at low gear, primarily because of the way Beskar Armor Mando works. He ignores the defense, so stack him up with a lot of offense. And I think, you know, you get 20 whistling birds out there. So mine's Relic 6 with a lot of offense. Each whistling bird does like 14,000 damage. So, I mean, he's doing like 200,000 damage uh, whenever he gets those Whistling Birds maxed out, which he gets pretty close to no matter what. There's not, like, most teams that somebody's going to be using versus, not a lot of those characters are going to be able to survive a 200,000 damage hit. It's going to nuke someone. (laughs) And when that someone's nuked, good luck, because the team falls apart. My team has got a defend in the past two territory wars since I've set my team up like this. And against, we've lost our last two territory wars. And they've been against skills that were insanely efficient. I mean, they one-shot all of our Galactic Legends. Like, we've went up against some guilds that are really good. And they still screw up against this team because of the way it's modded, the way it's set up. And the fact that it does work perfectly every time. Um... All right, so moving on from Infa's Nest. So Infa's Nest, of course, will use the AOE that does the days, removes 20% turn meter. Uh, Very important because that'll create a little bit of a gap in the turn meter between their squad and your squad. And, of course, the days will prevent counters for the next character who comes up, which is Cara Dune. Um, Cara Dune is who I would suggest as your fourth fastest character on this team. And... She is great to load up with a lot of defense, and you're going to want potency on her. Potency is going to be pretty core for her because of that second special that she gets to use every other turn. Two-turn cooldown on a on an ability that removes 50% turn meter? Like, are you freaking kidding me? It's nasty. I love it. And not, so not, this, not just removes turn, 50% turn meter. AoE. This is reminiscent of old Ben's uh, yeah. old Ben special. That's why I like which it. Which is like right up your alley uh, how long did how long have i said that old ben has one of the best aoe's in the at game at least and then you have at least a month <laughs> no doubt <laughs> no doubt and cara dune takes that ability and it reduces the cooldown and just makes it better um 
I love this ability so much. So you remove 50% Tarmir. You want potency on her so you can make sure you knock that out. I've got her at 108% potency. The other thing is the rest of it is all just survivability. You want her the fourth fastest, third or fourth. Mine, she's third on mine, I know. But make make Ness faster if you can than Cara Dune. Uh, but load her up with defense. Lots of defense. Protect all that extra bonus health she's getting. I have a potency set, a health set, and a defense set on her. Um, and so she's tanky as hell. She's very hard to kill. Um, she removes a lot of turn meter. And she has an AoE. So at this point, Quill has given 25% turn meter to everybody. Bam has gone into his discipline stance or whatever it's called. Um, Nest has AoE'd, attacked five characters, removed turn meter. Caradun is gone, removed turn meter, and attacked five characters. So we're at least 10 stacks of Whistling Birds on Mando. I think he gained some in the beginning. I can't remember how many. So now we get to the final character. The final character is going to be IG-11, who is tanky as all hell. Um, Gains a significant boost from Quill. So the unique ability uh, gains max protection equal 20% of his max health. If Quill is an ally, IG-11 gains 40% instead and taunts for two turns at the start of each encounter. So that's all really important. That means health is extra special on uh, IG-11 because it turns into protection. Hold up. So. How much percentage was that? Say it again. Uh, on the unique yeah. ability. Uh, gains max protection equal 20% of his max health, but it's increased to 40% if Quill is an ally. Okay, and then you have... Uh, the mechanic savvy ability. Yes. Well, no, that's not what I was thinking of. Um, droid, and scandrel, the... droid and Scoundrel allies gain 40% of Quill's max health, offense, and potency, and they gain 40% of Quill's yes. max protection until the first time he is defeated. So we're going to start adding all this up. So there's another, what, 40% more max protection plus 40% of Quill's max health. Too. That goes to IG-11. And then you go to Beskar Mando... What was his? It gives 25% max health to all scoundrel allies from his leader ability. That you're is the getting, tankiest healer you'll ever see. It's insane. Like you thought, so, you thought uh, what's her face? What, what is it? Uh, starts with a B? Is it a B? The one with the, that had get the Zeta problem when Zetas came out. What's her name? She's a Jedi... Oh, I cannot remember names. Her name so is... So Joker mentions in chat that defense still gives Barris. more survivability than Barris max Austin. health boost. Yes. So anyways. Oh, yeah. Barris. You're adding up IG-11's uh, unique, uh, Beskar Mando's unique, Quill's unique. Does Cara Dune do anything? Um, I. That's a good question. Let's go look What's at her. What's her unique do? I don't think so. Uh, she gains crit hit immunity for two turns and I percent her mirror whatever an enemy yeah, she does, so she's, that's she's Empire selfish. is defeated. 
she gains half. It's, she only gains fifty percent her mirror whenever someone else is I'm defeated. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- there's there's not a ton there. Um, yeah, her unique abilities, eh? But um, I-, I was gonna mention the point that Drew brought up. Uh, defense still gives more survivability and max health boost. So uh, there there is. Uh, <laughs> okay, he corrects himself and says defense sets with health primaries is best survivability. Kind of. And that's where we get into some of these issues where, with like I was talking about with Quill, when you have these characters that share health, you you can't just look at what the total survivability does to that character. You have to look at it as a squad. So like Quill, for example, I load him up with health, and but he shares... 40% of his health with everybody else on the team. So, um, from mods, my Quill gains 34,000 extra health. If I added defense on him, he would be getting much less health that he would be sharing with everybody. That would actually decrease the overall survivability of my squad while increasing the survivability of Quill specifically. And that's not always going to be a big return. And that's why some of these some of these calculations, if you're big into, you know, looking at some of the way these calculations work whenever you're talking about overall survivability um, versus, you know, versus like dam- even damage output with offense set, crit damage sets, a lot of this stuff can get kind of muddy really quick whenever you start looking at unique abilities, leader abilities, stat sharing, all that sort of stuff. It can get super muddy really quickly. Um, so, like on Quill, I am not an advocate for defense sets. I think you want health sets, no matter what. You want to be sharing those stats because it's going to be difficult to target him because of IG-11, so he doesn't need it. You'd rather give the health to IG-11 and everybody else. Um, so those are all fact. Those are all things that you want to factor in. So let's move along to actually modding IG-11. Um, now, IG-11 is the end of the train on stat sharing. So he has the unique ability where he gains the max protection equal to 20% of his health. And you've already gained a lot of stuff. You've gained a lot of bonuses from leader abilities, from uniques, from Quill. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here. And with IG-11, this is where the defense becomes super, super, super important. Um, so I've got one health set and two defense sets on him. I would probably prefer all three being defense sets, but you can always make the mods work. You still need the team to be set up correctly and all that sort of stuff. Um, I do have, let's see, I've got three health primaries, two defense primaries. This is something I want to bring up. I have a defense primary triangle. If you have, like, a really great defense primary character, like IG-11 is a great character you use it on because he gains all of these bonus health, all this bonus health stuff from Quill, from Mando, from his unique ability, all of that, and you want to make sure you can protect all of that health. It's not just that you're gaining all that health. That health is turning into protection also. So there are multiple levels of multiplication on the health bonuses for IG-11. So you want to protect all of that as much as possible. So 
Defense is absolutely critical on IG-11. Stack up as much defense as you can. Let him be the slowest. Multiply your quill speed by the uh, 0.75. He can even be a little bit slower. You could I you could probably do by multiply quill speed by 0.55 and still get him at 100% turn meter because you're going to have Nest and you're going to have Cara Dune who are going to give 10% turn meter each on their AoEs. Uh, so your IG-11 can be slow, and you can just stack him up with defense. Like, so find mods that have defense percent secondary and def- flat defense secondaries. Um, you know, look at that in lieu of speed. So if you have any of those mods that are really amazing that are lacking speed, you, you want to load those up and... Just this this is your chance to use those amazing defense secondaries. IG eleven. Um, you know, load him up. So mine's got seventy-three point eight percent defense. Uh he's stacked up with a insane amount of defense. Um he's hundred and fifteen thousand health, still of course has a massive health pool. Mine's at relic five. My my squad is really good. So if you look at the stats of it, it's going to be Maybe not comparable to what you can work on, but this team, this team still can work really well. Um, it, I think at even not even relic levels, um, just because of how perfectly it can work. Um, so yeah, lot, lots of defense and health where you can fit it on IG 11. Totally ignore protection. Um, I'd rather have the health bonuses and all that stuff. Uh, just Stack it up. What do you think? Any questions about the way this team works? Uh, not so much about the way it works. I really think it's important and awesome to point out the characters like this that really use def- defense as a primary because there are yeah. so many, so many people out there where they plow through their mods and wind up with a five hit, which would be awesome on speed, but somehow it's on defense. Now in the past, you're like defense. That is no bueno. I'm going to sell it or whatever. I'll just keep it because it's a novelty who hits five on anything. Right. But if you can find those characters like IG 11, where their survivability, that defense just adds to it. And then a team like this, where you've got, multiple characters adding up um just continuing to add to the survivability of that character because of uh the health and protect max health and protection being added to them to be able to throw that extra defense on there to make them that much harder to kill i think it's that's like awesome point that should not be uh overlooked for everyone out there that hey if you do find a defense triangle in a, in a good set that goes that's a you know survivability yeah, set sure. to go with it. Don't just get rid of it because it it seems bad. It could be perfect for someone. So there are still mods like uh, that you can keep. I want to mention another character that loves defense primaries. Just because they are so rare. Um Rex. Say that again. Rex. No, what did you say before that? I what about Rex? What I missed there. Uh, characters that defense primaries are amazing on. And the reason it's so good on a character like Rex is because of fives. Anytime you have the stat sharing, where you have massive stats. Talking about after he does. So, 
after he dies. Um, Like, Rex has almost... He's squishy as hell. He's easy to kill. But when he gains, like, 100,000 health... I'm telling you, if that happens and you have him with good defense on him, all he has to do is survive for multiple turns and he's going to nuke the entire other team. Yes. Yeah, he's awesome. I he's a character I'm a massive advocate for defense primary on. Um you, you know, uh do, do not underestimate the defense primaries. There's they used to be terrible, but one thing I love that CG has done is really made teams to where all mods matter except for accuracy arrows. Yeah. And, to and a, their day may come. Who to knows? To a point, uh, crit avoidance arrows. To a point. There are still some of those are okay on. But accuracy arrows, crit avoidance arrows. What is that? Uh, what is that politics show? Sell, sell, sell. Some kind of... Not politics show, but stock, oh, stock show. Uh, is that a politics show? I thought it was a stock Sorry, show. It is a stock show on a political network, so I call it a political show. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, 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 the guy's ringing the bell. Rich says mad yes, money. Yes, that's it. Mad money. Sell, sell, sell. He's like ringing the bell. I've seen that guy, but he's, yeah, he's crazy. No. Yeah. Um, so, uh, two more points on IG-11. Joker asked me about my thoughts on a crit avoidance arrow on IG-11, which I am a pretty big advocate of. Um, I do love it, but... There is something that kind of negates that. Where is... I'm trying to find it. Um, Oh, something else. IG-11 also does an AoE plus one. So he will do five damage plus one because of the way his ability is set up. So at this point, after IG-11 is gone, you have given... um, Basically, 16 stacks of Whistling Birds to Mando. It is then going to be Quill's turn, who is going to give even more turn meter. So you've gained... Mando's gained 30% turn meter. It's Quill's turn, uh, probably. Uh, Quill's going to do something. He's going to give a little bit more turn meter. So Mando doesn't have to fill out much more turn meter to use his Whistling Birds. And he's going to be probably at 18, 19 stacks of Whistling Birds. And he is going to absolutely smoke somebody. So it's going to be awesome. I'm in this... I keep seeing these endless loops of characters I want to mod once I finish Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Totally or, Not mod, but uh, gear up. Because it was going to be... Right. Um, Focus on. Imperial Troopers. But now I'm thinking it might be this team. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I have them all. I have them all seven star, because and you know obviously because I have Beskar Mando. So I mean, this is a team that is prime for me to work on. Cara Dune's already yep. relicked. Nest is uh, gear twelve. The only harder for me, the hard ones there are IG eleven and Quill, only because I only needed them gear nine to unlock Beskar Mando. So. But that yep. this this team sounds really fun, so it's pretty awesome. I, I like it a lot on defense. The only problem um, is, I, would so, you? I go with an unknown versus a known, you know, because we all know Imperial troopers are badass. We don't that's true. necessarily and know assault battles. Yes, and assault like, battles. They have good. 
Right. I mean, I see Piet on your screen. Uh, gearing Piet's a great idea just because he he makes your Imperial Troopers amazing in so many assault battles. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate twice about taking him to Relic Levels next just because you're going to get return on that investment. This team, you're not going to get crazy return on your investment, but it's badass. Right. Um, so I found what I was thinking about. So talking about Crit Avoidance Arrow on IG-11, which... I am a fan of. If you can do it, absolutely make it happen. Uh, but there is something that crits aren't so bad on him. Um, this is in Quill's unique ability. While IG-11 is an ally, Quill and IG-11 have plus 10% uh, health steal and plus 30% potency. Quill can't be critically hit or stunned. And whenever IG-11 is critically hit, he recovers 20% protection. So, all that protection he has has been converted into additional protection. If you crit him, he is going to recover it. I have timed out against a similar team like this that was not modded that great because you keep critting IG-11 and you literally cannot kill the bastard because he keeps recovering. <laughs> you you do need to do pretty heavy heavy crits. Like, if you this have a, dude a, that... a wet noodle critting him... <laughs> You're this is it. a dude where that RJT uh, undispellable heal immunity is is huge. It would be great. Because other than that, yeah. you're going to have a hard time against characters like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so very final point on modding this team. And it's not even about modding. It's about setting it up. As demonstrated in one of my assault battle videos, the the way in which you line your team up in your roster or the way you set the team actually matters in the way that unique abilities get presented and worked out, right? So, you're going to want IG-11 as the fifth character in that slot, and the reason is because of his unique ability. Um, now I have not tested this. I am not a hundred percent for sure, but from what I've seen, this should be the case and doesn't really matter. So you might as well do it. Um, so because of his unique ability, he gains max protection equal to 20% of his max health. Um, you want to make sure that happens after Quill gives his max health bonus to everybody. So just put IG-11 at the end, put Quill second, just to make sure that he has gained as much max health as possible before it gets converted into protection. Makes sense. I am with you, All sir. Right. Cool. I ha Dude, we got some badass thunderstorms going on. Is that on. what that was? I thought yeah, I heard something, but I thought it might have been like your leg rubbing against the desk yeah. coming through the microphone or something. No, we got some great thunder. You can probably it hear it because it is freaking drives loud. me nuts. It's been 90 plus almost every day this week here, which is, you know, I live in a desert. That's normal. Not really totally normal for, for April. Normally still a little cool on my birthday, but... You were talking about thunderstorms. We're in a severe drought. We've had red flag uh, fire warnings for since like Wednesday. That's no bueno. You're talking about thunderstorms. My friend over in Ohio has talked just had snow all week. 
like looking out their window, everything's on is snowed in. Like, I hate Arizona sometimes. I want some thunderstorms, man. To move to Oklahoma, we could start doing podcasts live. I heard, there, I heard there's a person. lot going on in Oklahoma. Lot going on. Yeah. Did you? Like tiger farms and oh um, yeah, terrible yeah. basketball yeah. teams. I'm like. Are they? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I think they're bad. They might be good. Who knows? They, I I literally once, have no idea. I don't, I don't, you know when we first see, there's a funny don't part. care. Four years ago, when they had Durant and Westbrook, you were about it. Like we talked about them on stream. Yeah, it was. It's local team. I mean, it's the team I root right, for. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Now I don't. Bad. I, it's a lot like me with the Suns for the last ten years. I mm-hmm. didn't care. This year, since they're finally good, yeah. I've gone from box score watching to actually watching basketball games, and I cannot wait for the playoffs. So, you know who's bad? Good um, call, Rich Sloma calls out in chat. You know who's bad? The Packers. Good call. Yeah, shut your <laughs> mouth. Um, so, like, I'll totally admit it. Like, I, I don't, I don't like basketball. <laughs> like, I don't like the NBA. I don't care. It's it's my local team. Like, it's it's the... Like, up until, you know, a few years ago when they came here, like, my state had never had a professional sports team. So it was really cool that we finally have a professional sports team. Been good for the economy, good for the market, good for the housing market, which I care about. Um, so, like, it's great, but... I don't care. Like, I just... I, I don't know. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Well, yeah, I'm going to say this. Um, We've been going for a while now. It's my birthday. I kind of want to do some things off of stream. So I want to do this. All right. Okay. Let's be done for the night with the, the Fiesta Part Do. Go into okay. a Fiesta Part Trace next week. But I want to talk about Part 3. It's not three in Spanish, but it's... With the theme of you not knowing Spanish. It sounds like it could be three in but Spanish. But I said part though. trace, which is three in Spanish. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm, back to the character part of this. Um, I would like to mod the Jedi that I want to use with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Ooh. Now we're so talking. So I would like to get my... Right. Well, let's talk... Just before, we don't have to quit right now. But let's. Who are they? You've got Jedi Knight Luke, right? Okay. Okay. Who else yeah. are the other ones? Jedi Knight Revan. So is he one? So let let me mention the teams that right. I use. Um, so there are two Jedi Master Luke squads that I use. Um, one I find to be slightly better on defense. Um, so I've got Bastila lead with General Anakin Skywalker, Jedi Master Luke. Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker, and Watt Tambor. And then you've got the Jedi Master Luke lead with Jedi Knight Luke, General Anakin Skywalker, Jedi Knight Revan, and Watt Tambor. So I think that General... To me, the most important ones uh, are going to be Jedi Knight Revan and General Anakin Skywalker. Second important to me is the fact that of the two teams you show, I will need to mo- or gear one more on top of Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. 
Because I don't have who's that? I don't have Bastila relic, and I don't have Genonet Revan relic. Okay, so Genonet Revan, you'll want relic because his speed is pretty crucial. Um, there is a little trick that you can do in mirror matches that helps if you have the faster Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. But uh, Jedi Knight Revan's a great character to relic up. Bastila, I wouldn't. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I would because I did. But, 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 um, I would not suggest it necessarily. And the reason is because her leader ability works whether she's gear 5 or relic 7. It doesn't matter. And... That's all you're using is her leader ability. It's a timeout squad. She adds nothing else to the squad. So who cares? Yeah. All right. I can get on board with that. Mine's gear 12. Maybe that's good enough. So. There's some people in my arena that use that squad with her at gear 12. And they do it regularly. So. Hey, yeah. there you go. Um, that might be the one to go for me. Yeah. Because my Watt is relic. My Jedi okay, Luke good. is Relic Seven. My good. Uh, my gas is Relic Five? Question mark. You should take him up. Oh, he's Relic Seven. Okay, I would still take him up. I think gas is. So we talked about this previously. Listen, you well, should once I get Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, over maybe Luke. I can play with the idea of a Relic Eight. Oh, totally fair. Totally fair. I'm just saying, like, of all the Jedi that are going to be the, be on that squad, General Anakin Skywalker is the first one you should relic eight, even before Jedi Master Luke. And the reason is because of the offense increase that he gets. Um, I I talked about this on a previous podcast, and so here's the deal with if you look at the flat stats of general anakin skywalker he has a lower total damage number than jedi knight luke skywalker which but they both gain the same they both gain the same amount of offense going from relic 7 to relic 8 which means statistically that is a far larger percentage increase for general anakin skywalker god i hope that makes sense um so, General Anakin Skywalker is a character you're going to want to relocate before Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker and before Jedi Master Luke Skywalker because he does get the biggest uh, boost in damage. So, and that's kind of what he's there for. He is the damage dealer on the team, him and Luke both. But uh, I, I think that Jedi Knight Anakin is just freaking amazing. Not to mention the benefits from the light side. Well, a fun fact it's been two years, two years since I was in Orlando. Okay. At Disney World, when gas was announced and came out, announced yeah. and came out while I was on vacation in Orlando, I forgot about that. On to top that off, since then he's still one of the best characters in the game. Then on top of that, yes, within a week and a half, I will be back at Disney World, thinking about how crazy it is that gas was announced last time I was here and wondering. If something else is going to be announced, because they love doing that when I'm on vacation. Well, you did pick Star, Star Wars, Wars Day, Day to, to go, go to, to Disney, Disney World. World. What better day, man? Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up. I, I'm gonna I hit up uh, Batu. Enjoy some time on my favorite Outer Rim planet. 
Um, you know, maybe I'll catch up with V Marathi. I'll uh, hit up Oga's Cantina, do all the fun stuff. So mm, that sounds pretty amazing. I'm kind oh, of oh man, well it's too bad um, I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> like you said. Uh, so I'm de- definitely going to have to plan a trip there at some point. We gotta get, because, what's Disney World? Disneyland um, starts letting people in that aren't just California residents. We should totally plan a trip there. They're only letting people in there are California uh, residents? They're reopening at the end of April, May, beginning of May for huh. California residents. And then once they get that going, they're going to open to non-California residents. So. Hmm. It's California. Who knows okay. what they're doing? That that's that's totally fair. Well, how are you going? You're not a California. Because I'm going to Orlando, bro, Florida. Because Florida don't give a f. Oh, yeah. Florida, Florida just don't do, give does a f. what that's it true. wants. They, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, Florida. Um, you do you. Um, yeah, that's I. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really want to go there so freaking bad. Um. Like once once uh the spawn of the sultry female and I get old enough, like that is absolutely somewhere we're going to have to take it because I wanna go and it's just going to be an excuse to go. I'm telling you, dude. We'll figure something out. We've already we've already made plans for everyone there listening to the podcast. There should be should Wink not back out because he's now having a kid? A live me and Wink in the same room podcast this year. When? When the Packers oh. play the oh. Cardinals, bro. Yes, 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 I remember. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if your wife's gonna let you come because your kid's gonna be born at that point. And you leaving well, to leave well, your kid there. Is it when is that game? Well, when is your wife? Oh, right, because it's in mid-October. October 24th is her due date. Well, I don't know when the... Is the the Packers-Cardinals game at the beginning of the season? This is so off topic for everyone on the podcast. I'm not... Sorry that you're going through this. Yeah, no kidding. I drank (laughs) 1.5 I don't think they have released... wine, and I'm just kind of talking about everything now. So I don't think they've released their schedule. It's good to let the kid know where his priorities are. He's under, he's like a few months old. He doesn't know what's happening. It doesn't matter. The kid will never remember what the priorities were. Okay, so uh, opponents are set, but schedule is not out. So we're not sure when. Yeah, Richie says uh, May 12th, they released the schedule. So, so in a couple of weeks here. May 12th, okay. All right, so... Yeah, if it's in the middle of October, beginning of November, there's no effing way that's going to happen. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's earlier in the season. for week one or two. Because other than that, it's going to be... That's hope, yes. You're, you're going to be in the zone of yep. early pregnant or early, not pregnancy, early, um, not infancy. infancy. Oh, what do you call it when the water breaks? No, I feel like infancy is the right no, word. it's uh, early pregnancy, not pregnancy. Anybody help me out? Anyone? Badger wife era? Early labor. There it is. Thank you, Richie. Joker, you guys no. got it. Early labor. You're in the early labor window, and you would hate to be gone if your wife gave birth to your first kid while you were here hanging out with me. So, 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, we ain't, we ain't gonna risk that. Ain't that. Happening. I ain't risking Craig my says life escape plan. just to see you. No offense, Je- but <laughs> Wink's yeah. gonna get a jetpack just to fly home. He's like, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully that doesn't affect everything. We'll we'll see how that all works out. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully we'll have a in person pod for sure. All right. Well, for everybody out there, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to hang out with us during the week, you can join our Discord, discord.me slash shadow. There are a lot of really cool people out there uh, talking about all kinds of things. Home improvement, the game, Star Wars in general. Bad Batch is going to come out soon. So everybody get ready for that. Uh, all of that good fun stuff. If you uh, want to watch the live podcast, uh, catch some of these Mod L Fiestas live. Well, that's, that stuff is happening on Fridays on our Twitch twitch.tv slash shattered order doesn't matter if it's a podcast host birthday we are here hanging out with you guys um twitter.com slash shattered order that's our twitter at shattered order so go check that out uh you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash shorter or lots of different options for anyone that would like to support the show there that's what keeps us going on the twitch with real our, quick our hosting all that kind of stuff go ahead real quick I would like to give a big shout out to all of our patrons individually. Yes, I love this. Uh, Drew Nuts, pronounce them all. Drew Nuts, Cam, Tie Fighter, Espresso, Drew, Dark Helmet, Kaiser, Spicewood, Noel, Sig Sig, Bedor, Randy Marsh, Jared T, Seafront uh, 2 Azazel, Chicken Bottom, Supreme Vengeance, BMZR, Quoth, Ruskies. Uh, First Order Wookie, Ben underscore and Z, Z Splash, Tyrek Thorne, Ron Bunyan, uh, Han Pikey, Zeiser, Darth Molly, and our good friend McMull. Well, the too. man, the myth, the legend, Mickey Mall too. Thanks all of you guys for supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Allows us to keep doing this. Um, you're amazing. You rock Love our you world. All. You know you do. Those are lyrics to it. Some kind of is that Jennifer Lopez? I think it's Jennifer Lopez. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're getting weird. So you can catch out know. check out our Patreon, or you can uh, you can always support us on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Prime sub, which you can give to us on uh, Twitch, and it really helps us out. Last thing, if you want one of our cool shirts, Accurate. we have three different shirts available. You can go to bonfire.com/store/shatteredorder. A lot of cool stuff there. As far as this oh, yeah. goes, we will be back next week for episode 244. Um, until then, a lot of good like stuff it. coming out. We should know who the fourth, know who the fourth Bad Batch character is. We know who it is. Anyways, we should know their kit this week. And next week, we'll talk about Wrecker and... God, I am missing his name. Crosshair? Cross-eyed? Yeah. <laughs> One of those... It's either a crosshair or crosshair. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's I think cross it's crosshair. Something. Anyways, next we should know that we should yeah. be able to talk about those kits and kind of talk about how that kit fits. Uh, all four of their kits fit thematically and uh, synergistic. So yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, catch us there next week. Uh, for everybody else, or for everybody else, for anything else, do you have anything to add, Wink? I I, I don't. Um, Model Fiesta again. Uh, next week we will um, go over a couple squads. Maybe spend a little bit more time on it since you know it is Goodnight Punk's birthday. Can't blame him for wanting to bounce out. <laughs> um, 
you know, he's got a he's got to go fiesta. I got some you know fiesta what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be back next week for episode 244. Like Thank you for hanging out, and we'll see you next week. Later.